I'm glad you're with me because we're talking this week about how God can take one person like you or like me and change the world in which we live. That we can be instrumental in helping other people in our influence area where we live come to Christ or get help in their time of need. So what can we do? Well, we can do what I talked about earlier, give what we have. But also, the, we, give an, we find also in, in the book of Acts, chapter 4, that a little band of believers made a tremendous difference in the huge city of Jerusalem in their day. And the reason why they did is they touched the whole city and they, they didn't organize a protest march. They didn't try to shut down the political leaders at the city council. They knew it was a spiritual problem and it needed a spiritual answer. So they prayed and they shared. It takes a serious commitment to pray like that. Now, if you and I really believe God can do that, we need to pray like that. And to pray like that, we've got to believe the truth concerning Jesus. We must really believe that Jesus died and rose again. They believe this so firmly that Jesus died for our sins and rose from the dead that they shared it throughout the city. And Peter and John told the crowd in the temple who had gathered to see the man that had been healed that it stirred up a lot and people were really interested, but the priests and the temple guards and the Sadducees were upset and they arrested Peter and John and they put them in jail. Now, they weren't proclaiming the overthrow of the Roman government. They weren't dealing with some political issue. They were just telling people about Jesus. And so in doing that, they, they irritated some of the people who were in charge. But they believed in what they were doing. They believed Jesus was the answer. They, and we must also believe that he's the source of healing and deliverance. Peter said in Acts 4.8, if we see that you are being called to acknowledge today the act of kindness shown to the crippled man, and we're, well, we, and that you want to know how he was healed, it was by the name of Jesus of Nazareth that the man stands before you healed. Peter was saying, you want to know what happened here today? Well, I want to tell you what happened. God healed this man through Jesus. That's what happened. This same Jesus that you crucified, this same Jesus that you rejected, this same Jesus that you refused to believe. See, this was thrilling evidence of his power. If you and I really believe that Jesus can save and heal and change, then that's the first step in being able to see that happen. That's the first step in courageously sharing our faith and, and letting people know that we have the commitment to do that. And we also must believe that Jesus is the only way of salvation. That's what Peter believed. He said to the, to the leaders and to the crowd in Acts 4.12, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. You see, that simply reminds us of what Jesus said in John 14.6, where he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, that's rejected by the vast multitudes of our day in saying that that is narrow and that's too confining, that you have to be more open than that 
that everybody has the right to believe whatever they want to believe. Well, I agree with that. They have the right to believe everything that they want to believe, but I also doesn't mean that what they believe is true, what they believe will make any difference, what they believe, believe is the answer. And these, these men, Peter and John, believed with all their hearts that there was only one person who could do that. That's the Jesus who died on the cross for our sins and rose again. If you and I really believe that, then we have the basics necessary to make a difference, but we have to be, believe it with all of our heart. And then we have to courageously share that truth. Peter and John were boldly proclaiming Jesus, not only to the crowd, but to the temple soldiers, to the religious leaders. They were told not to speak anymore in the name of Jesus. And Peter and John answered in Acts 4, 19, judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God, for we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and what we have heard. They refused to be intimidated by the threats of the leaders. How did they do that? Well, courageous sharing like that starts with a personal relationship with Christ. Here's what it, the Bible says in Acts 4.13. When they saw Peter and John and their courage, they realized that these were men, ordinary men, and they were astonished that these men had been with Jesus. You see, these were the men who had walked with Jesus. These were the men who had seen Jesus die and, rose, and then seen him after his resurrection. Their enemies recognized that they had been with Jesus. They had a relationship with Jesus, a personal relationship, and the threats of their enemies would not stop them. They knew Jesus, and the man standing before them had been healed by Christ, and they knew that, and they were committed to express it. H.G. Wells once said, the trouble with so many people is that the noise of their neighbors sounds louder in their ears than the voice of God. You see, the world today drowns out the truth. And everything around us, we have our heads in a machine. We're watching TV. We're working on our cell phones. We're working on our computers. We're playing games on the computer. We're doing all these things, and we're not listening for God to speak. And if we listen, God will speak, and then he will work. And also, courageous sharing like this comes only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 4.8 says, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he said to them, the same people that crucified Jesus, put Peter and John in jail. You see, this is the ones that killed Jesus. They knew that. They could be killed. They could be crucified. They could be destroyed. Yet they stood up and they shared. And Peter was so filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit, and so was John, that they had the courage to do that. This was not their courage. This, you remember, Peter was the one who denied Jesus three times before his death. And this is the same guy, but he's a different person because now he's controlled from the inside by the Spirit of Christ. What does it mean to be filled like that? It means to be under the influence and controlled by. And you and I, as a believer, if you know Christ every day, you can ask Jesus to fill you, to enable you, to live through you, and to speak out. He will give you courage that you did not know you could have. And he will enable you to do something that will be life-changing in the lives of those around you. I ask you today, think about it. Lord, give me courage even in the face of criticism at work 
our neighborhood or somewhere else where people may ridicule me if I stand for you to just give a good, sweet little witness about how great you are. And God will use you to do that. God bless you. I hope you have a great day.